Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Abby and you guys, the Black Country Blokes, tuning the fact about everything is mental health, disability, life in general. But today we're going on a bit of a sports tip. Because I guess who's supposed to be coming on, Kevin McCauley, who was a seasoned journeyman at over 250 professional bouts after turning professional at the age of 30. And to leave the game with all your faculties, without serious injuries, is a remarkable, remarkable talent. Unfortunately, Kev can't come on today, so we've rebooked him for the 5th of September. But while we're talking about boxing, Tyson Fury, AJ, all jump to mind. So we're going to be talking about that in the next five minutes. But as always, we're going to start with our gratitude list, because I always believe every day being grateful for something. Now, I'm very grateful for the team I've got around me at the Lions ABC. I've got some great coaches. It's great having my old man back from GB after being there for such a long time. So having him back, and he took one of my boxers, William Wilson, down training with England the other day. Uh, Big John, who's, you know, who's golden. Then my partner in crime, Josh and Jay and Simon and Christian just turned back up and Nico. So I've got a great staff around the Lions. And it's brilliant. We're getting like uh, the Priory down to Spa and Mikey's and Brooklyn's. And then they're down at um, uh, One Bomb down in Stoke. And so now we've got the team around us sending people off sparring. So they, the boxers get their nerves going out and what they like. And then getting them back here so we can control the spars. And it's getting our division, the Midlands, never mind the Black Country, but the Midlands up there on the top top tier of in the country and we've got all the capabilities of it if you think i mean our boxer from here osman mohammed who's now on gb then you've got kelsey for then the priory uh, a young brilliant woman talent who's now on gb but then we've had the galal brothers from birmingham we've had um ben whittaker fraser clark who's been on our show and a massive shout out to big delicious from birmingham from jewelry quarter also, Mick Maguire, who come on the show, really back delicious. And because he's, uh, from, his family's from Russia, they really fought tooth and nail to get in the British passport so he could fight for GB. And now he just won a gold medal at the Europeans. He got a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games and has qualified for the Europeans. That's the my Olympics. neck of the woods. For, for the Olympics, sorry. They're all from my neck of the woods. So why not build on this? Why not build on the shoulders of the, of the success that's already coming out from the Midlands? So I'm very grateful to be at the forefront of the current and the future of not only amateur boxing, but professional boxing. Wouldn't it be great in years to come if we have the nights like we had Eubank Ben in, at the NEC? Wouldn't it? You know, the, that's a fantastic era, really, for Birmingham and Birmingham fighters, just because of things like that that come in there. And it'd be great to get back to that where where these stars, we Ben Whitaker's are headlining shows around here. And uh, at the Molyneux, Anywhere. we could do it at the Molyneux, we could do it at the Hawthorns. We let's have these events in our neck of the woods. Mm. And if you've got a Galawi Afoy, a Ben Whitaker, a Fraser Clock, a Delicious, an Osama Mohammed, a Kelsey, 
from the Priory. I can't remember your last name, Kelsey, even I've watched you grow up. But on the forefront, wouldn't it be fantastic? Wouldn't it be fantastic to bring it back? It's not only that, it helps because they're the they're the stars or potential stars within the pro ranks and it helps the the not up and comers as such, just the people around here who don't get recognised, who have done have had a good amateur career, who then gone on to be professional, but they didn't they didn't turn over with the Olympic medal or the the G B backing, you know, it helps those guys as well. I mean, look at how Ricky Summers been a pro for God knows, got to semi-finals to the seniors, won this, and he's just come he's just finally got now an English title as a professional. Fantastic. Mm. Once again, Tipton born and raised. Then you've got Sam Eggington from down the road. What belt he got now? Oh, uh, oh an international. I can't remember which one. I think the IBF international. I might be wrong on that. But he's getting these titles. And Sam, what a Trojan. I mean, uh, the wars he's had. It's surprising me how old he is still. Well, he's only like 27, 29. Yeah. yeah. Young lad. Yeah. Then you got. It feels like he's been in a rain forever now, doesn't he? Yeah, Kirsty Bavington, mm. who's the box for us now, box for Gentis, had a European title. But then, I mean, let me next. I'm going to fight. She's been in Lauren Price and fighting these top level women fighters. Mm. Then Vicky Wilson, who fights for Donington now, Darleston now, uh, come short in the Commonwealth Tots. Once again, Black Country, West Midlands, Midlands, boxing. Mm. And we're throwing it all out there. But what I love. About the amateurs, to be an ABA champion, to be a Commonwealth champion, to be a European champion, to be an Olympic champion, you have to fight the best. There is no ducking and diving. And if you are going, well, I'm going to fight that early cabman. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go the way to both. By dodging you, I've got to fight someone who's not only as good as you, but bigger than you. That's the realism with amateur boxing, mm -hmm. Olympic boxing. And I think the horrible thing about the professional ranks at this moment, and never before I've seen it so blatant, we're not seeing the super fights. We're seeing people who are purposely dodging, purposely holding up the game for that undefeated record. You know, my favourite boxer of all time, is Lennox Lewis. Muhammad Ali is the greatest icon that boxing has ever had. But my favourite boxer was Lennox Lewis. Now, he lost. He got knocked out. One controversially. One he did. But he went back and beat them. He never dodged a fight. Uh, Amanda Holyfield had draw, drawed with. Now, I thought the first fight was an easier fight than the second fight when he beat him. But the Evander Holyfields of the world, the Lennox Lewis of the world, the Mike Tyson of the world, the whoever's, they didn't dodge no one, did they? The Durands, the Leonard, the Hearns, the Haglers, the Ricky Hattons, the Joe Calzaghis. Are you looking at, I think, hold, hold on, um, Leonard, Hearns, they were in their 20s, 25, 27. And that was a, that was a big fight. You know what I mean? That was the, the, the fight of the day, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Now we get Spence Crawford coming up. Massive fight. But it's 10 years after, really, that they should have done it. You know, they're they're in the mid-30s. It's crazy how the times have changed and, and the, the people not want to take the risk. Well, people knock AJ. I really, really respect AJ. I'm not a fanboy. You know what I mean? And that's what I think we get mixed up in boxing nowadays. We go, no, 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 he's doing it. And I'm going, 
anyone, especially in heavyweights, can be beaten. But Dillian White and AJ have just signed for the the, the return. Yeah. Was it his sixth or tenth fight? They fought each other. And that could have been a massive banana peel for either of them. You think about that 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 fight. The, the only other time I can remember really the top of my head in my lifetime, a fight like that, two up-and-comers with everything to lose at that point was Groves de Gale. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't think. I and it wasn't on their 10th fight. No, it wasn't. You know, it, was, it wasn't long in the career, though. It wasn't long in the career. But they had already started the momentum. AJ for the Olympics had, but Dylan Boyd had, you know, they'd had the rivals because he beat him as an amateur and he's like third or fourth amateur bait. But, you know, that's it. Because you think how many bouts AJ actually had to get him a gold medal? Mm. I think he started at 18. He was at the Olympics at 21 or 22. But I, I think it's kind of that early success in the programs has been his downfall now because mm-hmm. he got the title really early on. But the problem is once he'd done that, he was then a pay-per-view star. So mm. that meant he only fought tw- twice a year. And at that point, he needed to be fighting five, six times mm. a year. I mean, if you look at AJ, agreeing with you, AJ did really well because he was fighting on them shows. Mm. Ba, 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 ba. Joe Joyce, his first ever professional fight, fighting on Dave for David Hay, was a 10-round grueler mm-hmm. with an undefeated guy. Then he's seeing other heavyweights turning over. Uh, Fraser Clark, and Fraser's been on it. I think the world of Fraser. Really respect the guy as a man and as a talent. But he did three cycles on the GB. Three cycles on GB because it was AJ got in the first time. Then Joe Joyce and Bin. But he's done like World Series boxing. For anyone who doesn't know what World Series boxing is, it's five rounds of an amateur fighting some of the best amateurs in the world. So when you turn over pro... It's three minutes, right? Three, three, uh, five threes. Five threes, no head guards. No head guards. So it's a five-minute pro fight, really, at a very high levels of it. You know, you're fighting the best Cuban, the best American. Um, Joyce Usyk was a USB fight. Yeah, precisely. But when you're seeing that, you should be then moving straight into a six to eight rounder because it was an extra round to two rounds. And especially when you're going from fighting extremely high levels, dropping down the levels, yes, it's different venues. Yes, it's different going pro. But step up to the mark, especially when you're going into it in your 30s. Because your shelf life is that much shorter. Yeah. And, and I think, who was uh, Frazier supposed to fight? He was supposed to be fight. So, Frazier asked for the British title fight, which is held by Fabio Wardley. So, the British Boxing Control granted him that opportunity to fight for that fight. But then they pulled out of purse bids because his promoter thought it was too early for him to fight. But basically, it's the same situation again, protecting that O. Mm-hmm. There's no Dave Fraser would fight him at any point. There's not a Dave mind. Yeah. But as a promotional company, maybe you get, I don't know, there's more money in it if you've still kept your O. But really, when you think about it, it didn't harm Dillian White. No. And Dillian White wasn't a massive name at that point, not like Fraser Clark. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that the interest in that original Dillian White AJ fight was because it, AJ had lost him in the amateurs. Mm. Um, it didn't affect James DeGale. He he went on and still won a title after fighting Groves. Mm. So I think, you know, it's all well and good protecting, but ultimately it's, you know, it, I don't think it's, I don't think a loss holds you back as much as people 
think it would. But look at the greats, Arlie, Ken Norton, George Foreman, Lennox Lewis, all of them lost. Mm. Um, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Jack, Jack Dent, everyone lost. Yeah. That's part and parcel of it. And then if you're lucky, you have the rematch, and it can even turn into a trilogy if it's good enough. Ward Gatti and all these great fights, um, because they put their neck on the line. And back in the day, only probably until this decade, the people wanted to be the best in the world. Mm. And it was, I'll beat you. And if I don't beat you, I'll do my bloody best. And I think at the moment, we've the thing with the Fury, and as a boxer, as a man, I really respect Fury. But I feel like he's really robbing his legacy and the public. Unfortunately, UFC fighter. Now, if he wants to retire, give up his belt, put it back into the the multiverse for boxers to fight for, and he wants to go and fight a UFC fight. If he wants to go and fight bloody Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, do a Mayweather, mm. fair play to him, become a millionaire. But you can't hold the titles and not fight the top contenders. We, yeah, he needs to do that. Or Francis Ngannou needs uh, a good few years fighting, actually boxing. But, and to, a, to work his way up to that to that point of fighting someone like Tyson Fury. Because like just, Mayweather fought um, McGregor. McGregor, but that was a Mickey Mayweather. Like you have it was, but it was licensed. But you, yeah. Use license, but you had two different divisions. What makes six soldiers? The UFC people, the boxers going, my my person will win. But that's okay for a one-off, like uh Muhammad Ali versus Hulk Hogan, or it's great as a spectacle. Well, I, I felt like Mayweather had kind of done everything in boxing then. I don't yeah. agree with that fight, to be honest. I don't think he should, but there was really no one else for him to fight in terms of you know, he'd, he'd bet everyone, he'd bet. Like were, at that point, you'd gone through Pacquiao and everyone. You kind of stopped there and go, well, who's going to beat him? Who would have bet him in a boxing match at that point? At that time? And, and that was the end of his career, wasn't it? That was his last uh, licensed fight. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? His last licensed fight as a the actual boxer. And if you think he's 40, 447 now. Yeah, yeah, so, I you know, he's happy making money. Ducking and diving, mm. doing the thing he loves with no risk, really. But if you are the champion of the world, you've got to be fighting the number one, number two, number three contenders. What, what really annoys me about it is that the opportunity to do that this time round. Mm. You know, um, all that Usyk negotiation and all that. And Usyk basically bent over backwards and they still couldn't make the fight. I just think, you know what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Because it does arm his legacy, doesn't it? It really does. Especially if he doesn't go on to fight them. But if you look at his career, the David Price never happened. If you think that Dylan White, AJ was a beef, mm. David Price took his place at the Olympics. So that was the grudge match then. Yeah. But it never happened. I'd love to have seen that fight then. And back in the day, people see David Price now as being chinny. At that time, six foot ten, so he was even bigger than Fury. He could knock a cow out with either hand. He hit that hard. Mm. And he had his confidence at that point. Precisely. Confidence, we always say, very difficult to get, very easy to lose. Mm. And at that time, when he's coming off a bronze medal, he had loads of confidence. Mm. He had loads of height, loads of power. He was a very dangerous man in I the game. I don't think there was a person at that point who didn't didn't uh, 
put a championship belt around his waist. Yeah, hundred million percent. But it never happened. No. And then he beat Klitschko. Fair play. Then he had his mental health breakdown, which he's become a wonderful ambassador for mental health and men's mental health. And the things he's done alongside with it is phenomenal. That shouldn't even come to the question, should he? But then who's he actually fought? Dante Wilder, the reason why he fought Wilder. Need, no one wanted to fight AJ back then because AJ was, in the mind's eye, invincible. No one could beat him. Fury just come back from a breakdown, 30 stone or whatever he was. He saw Deontay Wilder as a one-punch dosser. And Wilder thought, this guy can't punch. Yeah, he's been sitting on the couch. Been sitting on the couch and in the pub. So that happened. Great trilogy. But no one wants to see a fourth one, do we? Nah, nah. God, nah. And then he's fought a couple of dustbin men. He fought poor old Jezora, tough old guy. And who, once again, lost a lot of belts, but... He ain't never dodged no one, has he, Jezora? No, no, no. I mean, there's criticism. I like, I think, at that time, Tyson, in one of his fights, fought Otto Wall, Wall in Dine, and he got cut and the German, went 12, yeah. 12 rounds. Of German? I don't know whether he was German. I can't remember. Anyway, he fought him. He got his cut, and it was a close fight. There was no criticism of him taking that fight. And then I look at Josh and his last fight. Everyone's criticising him because he went 12 rounds with that. With, mm. You know, someone who technically should have... It, it probably would have knocked him out a few years ago, but you shouldn't criticise him for getting the rounds in at the same time. And that guy... You know, that's, sometimes fight, that's a fight. And Francis... Franklin. Franklin, sorry. Controversial. People said um, that, uh, he beat Dillian White and... Da -da -da -da. Never been stopped, never been put over. If it had been any other fighter, you watched that fight, I can't remember AJ losing a round. No, he wasn't even close to losing. So, so it wasn't one of them like he's won a close fight with somebody he shouldn't be in with. It was I boxed very well learning to be with his new trainer. Yeah. But sometimes I think people are a victim of their own success. Yeah. And I think the media is I've met AJ a few times. Very nice man. Never met Fury. I know people who know Fury. Very nice man. But you'll have people who what really draws me mad about boxing, especially in this country, he's crap, he's great. You know, well, they're both the number in the top three in yeah. the world. They ain't crap. You might prefer him, but does that mean the other guy's crap? Yeah. They're both ambassadors for boxing and for British boxing. That's kind of what makes a Tyson Fury uh, and Garnu, um, yeah, France, yeah, the UFC fighter even worse, though, doesn't it? Because he is an ambassador for boxing. People do look up to him and it's, I don't know. I don't even get why they're doing it because I, I have no interest in that fight. No. Like, not even slightly am I interested in that fight. You just think, where, you know, who is? But if you had like... Uh... You, you know, at least Conor McGregor had a big mouth and, and could play up to the cameras and build a fight. Mm. Whether, you know, and he actually convinced people he could win that fight against Mayweather. Mm. But that don't feel like this case. But you want to see the Usyk. Yes. You want to see the AJ. You want to see maybe the Joe Joyce. Yeah. Then who's the lad who beat Joe Joyce just? Uh, Zhang. Zhang? Yeah. They're, they're great opponents who realistically, if you are going to be the greatest of the last 20 years since Lennox Lewis, yeah. clean up. 
Yeah. Leave no that's, doubt in anyone. That's it. And then, and then look at UFC fighters. Then Lord Mayweather did. He cleaned up. You know, he was on his way out the game. Right, I'm going to make a stupid amount of money fighting this this big mouth from Ireland from which, another sport. AJ, uh, which uh, Fury could do so well, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He could fight Eddie Hall. Mm -hmm. He could fight um, Four. He could fight The Undertaker from WWE. Yeah. Because he's got that personality. He could do that all. Mm. But at the foremost, you're a boxer. Yeah. So go and beat the boxers and then do the circus after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're not talking a long time, really. If he'd have, if he'd have signed for that Usyk fight, won that. He's then on to potentially AJ, won that. Then he's really done it, hasn't he? Yeah. If you want to. Do Joyce do? Mm. But that's up to you then. Yeah. But, and uh, Joe Calzaghe did. He retired on time. As Lennox Lewis did. It, as Mayweather did. Three of the all-time best boxers, you know, especially from the last 20 years, 30 years. They realised when their sharpness was going, they didn't do a Roy Jones, mm. who stayed on too long. They didn't do a Mike Tyson. They didn't do a Van der Holyfield. They realised... I'm at the best I'm going to be now. I'm going to retire before the next Joey does me. Mm -hmm. And that's... But they left boxing. Yeah. They didn't, you know... Does that make sense? This is getting more cases of that. I think of Carl Frankton. I think he went at the... Lot. He lost his last fight. George Groves, I think he went at the right time. Right you know, time. I think there's a lot of people now who, who were looking at those... Who were looking at Roy Jones, who were still still trying to fight to, the, to today you were looking mm. at uh, Vandu was fighting you know I don't know whether he's got one lined up but you know he's still he's, and I think they've saw how it can affect that legacy Carl Frosch was another Carl Frosch on time yeah you know what I mean and you, that's boxing ain't like football boxing ain't like singing like the Rolling Stones still singing in their 150s mm. you can still get on there like Ozzy Osbourne at the Commonwealth Games prop him up get a mic <laughs> and God bless him Martial arts, boxing is very dangerous, and we don't want to see these these legends get hurt, but we also don't want to see them in WWE. Yeah. And if they do go to WWE, God bless you. But hang up your belts, keep your legacy, and go and be a superstar. Yeah. But not that doesn't mean you're a boxer anymore. Mm. Yeah, separate the two definitely. definitely. But we just want to do this one tonight, guys, as you say, because uh, Kevin McCauley will be on in September. I just want to give you our views on it. You know, I love amateur boxing. It's my it's my heart and everything. I watch professional boxing, and they are two completely different sports, Olympic boxing and professional boxing. But it's in the fight game. If you're going to do it, there's been a club boxer and there's been an international and there's been the world's best, and there's been an Olympian, there's been a world champion. Know your levels, but don't be, don't pretend to be what you're not. Mm. And legacy is so, it's like legacy or a good name is so bloody hard to get, so easy to lose. So don't waste it. I think I'll leave us, uh, finish us today. Oh, yeah, got a quote. A, a quote. <laughs> Come on, Kev. A quote. A quote for you. The difference between uh, an intelligent, uh, a difference. But the pressure's on. This no. is how the, our guests feel every time <laughs> this is game when you drop that on them. <laughs> difference between wisdom and intelligence. Intelligence is knowing a bit as intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad.
there you are so until we see each other next week guys all you to take care of yourselves and each other Ta-ra, listen listen and that's a wrap for another show but if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast please be in touch there are also lots of different organizations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about please share this to spread the word until we talk next time tarot listen listen